BBC Six Music. John Richardson. Hello, everybody. It certainly is cold. That was um, that was standing in the way of control by gossip. Thank you to Yare, star of Six Music and Five Lives Fight and Talk. Um, eight hours in the car yesterday. Eight hours, but made a lot better by hearing Yare get spanked on Fight and Talk. Hear it again on the iPlayer. Um, I hope you're well. I'm surprisingly well this morning. I'll be honest, I was in a grump yesterday. Um, but it, it feels like it's over to me. It's all over now. And I know some of you, it's a horrible, it really is bitterly cold today. It's a day to still be inside with the family and the dog and the fire. And if your Christmas is still going on, then I wish you all the best with it. But for anyone who's very much back to work or is contemplating the return to work tomorrow, then um, the comedy song is for you. And I don't think one comedy song is quite enough this week. Feels like we need a boost. So um, we're going to have two comedy songs i'm back to back in it i don't care what people say uh, and as usual where the john richardson show leads other bbc shows follow in their own sweet time and uh, you may have seen a bbc4 documentary about the importance of the comedy song in modern society um so i have a little clip this is neil innes talking about the comedy song a uh, little intro from him and then we will have some george formby and straight into the man who who kick-started this feature this is all basically an excuse to play jake thackeray on the radio so we'll have some of that as well applause well uh, jake thackeray and before for that, George Formby. I hope that's put a little smile on your face on a uh, Sunday morning. We've had a few emails in about the podcast from last week's show. Um, I must confess, I've been away myself. Uh, the podcast is ready to go. It's waiting somewhere in an archive somewhere. There may be some technical problem. There may be someone who's just gone on holiday. Santa Claus might have taken over Six Music and maybe he's had other stuff to do. I, I, I honestly don't know what's happened to it, but rest assured, now that I'm back in the building, and I am back in the building, I will be cracking down and that podcast will be with you before you can even well it's a bit late to make any threats about how quickly it'll be with you because it's already a week late but it will be out eventually um and rest assured we are live it's a time of year when everyone else is doing pre-records and um little clip shows as a little excuse for oh we're doing our highlights yeah yeah you just want the day off we are here and we are live for three hours which is um about two football matches that's how much football i watched on friday smashing day i had on boxing day watch the first football match then watch Soccer Saturday and watch all the results come in, then watch the second football match, and then watch Match of the Day and watch it all, all over again. <laughs> a wonderful day. So today's show is slightly different. Um, we are doing a little um, a little cheeky tweak towards uh, New Year. You'll find out more about that at 11 o'clock. For the next 45 minutes, I thought what might be quite fun, because we are wrapping up 2008, and you might have some unfinished business. Um, so we'll do any other business, kind of like at the end of a business meeting, uh, you just get everything off your chest if there's anything you want to get off your chest that you feel is weighing you down before you can properly say goodbye to 2008 maybe you want some help with some logistical problems some advice for what uh, tack you should take in 2009 or you just want something that's been bugging you for a while and i'm going to start with mine if anyone could help me with this i would appreciate it greatly the text number is 64046 the email is john music at bbc.co.uk some months ago now i was driving to a gig listening to chris evans as is my one and on his feature Fox the Fox, where people emailing questions to stump um, their business expert, the question of the day was why in a packet of Jaffa Cakes is the top Jaffa Cake always upside down and all the other Jaffa Cakes are in perfect order? And I was so excited about finding out what the answer was and I had to get out and do my gig before I found out what the answer was. If anyone can tell me on 64046 why the top Jaffa Cake is always upside down in a packet, then um, after that solution, I will gladly lend the rest of this hour to helping you sort your problems, anything you want sorted 
sorted out before we move into 2009. TV on the radio, dancing tunes. It occurs to me that at this time of year we should probably um, put in a little dedication. What would it be in this time of year and all? We probably have a lot of new listeners, people listening on brand new DAB radios that they didn't have uh, a week ago. Um, maybe new Freeview boxes, people all over the country who've, who've never heard the show before. Um, so I welcome them. Uh, Robin Chelmsford has been in touch. He says, whilst I agree with you, John, and I feel sorry for everyone who is going back to work tomorrow, I couldn't be happier with the cold weather as it reminds me that I'm off skiing at three o'clock this afternoon with my girlfriend, Frank. Oh, with my girlfriend. Frankly, Christmas has been just the build-up to this. My main excitement, Rob from Chelmsford. I am not a fan of the old skiing. Adam, you've been skiing, haven't you? Yeah. Do you enjoy it? Very much, but I'm going boarding next year. You're going boarding, that's what I did, snowboarding. There's nothing like realising how slippery ice is when your legs are shackled to a piece of wood. Um, Enjoy yourself though, Rob. And we've had an email, a cracking email from Alicia. It says, hello, John. I'm a 36-year-old, happily married woman from New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. There we go. There's all the letters. I knew they were there. I think I'm completely the wrong demographic to enjoy your podcast, and yet I find I can't help myself. I laughed so hard listening to Fordy's pod fart that I cried last week and then made my husband listen to it a few times over. The dead silence right after the noise and then Fordy's hysterical laugh were just too much for me and I ended up literally sliding off my chair in a big lump of unintelligible goo. Thanks a lot. I'm now incapacitated for the rest of the festive season. Keep up the great work, Alicia. So um, this is for anyone who tried to get hold of the last pod week, uh, cast and was disappointed and for anyone who joining the show for the first time on a brand new digital radio, this is Susie and the Banshees. It's a fantastic Susie and the Banshees and uh, a happy house and uh, this is a happy house now you've you've delivered I've uh, well, several solutions to the theory of why the top Jaffa cake is upside down uh, Carolyn Kent I always presume the top Jaffa ah <laughs> oh dear that's caught me I surprised the phrase top Jaffa uh, make your own jokes I always presume the top Jaffa was upside down so that the chocolate would not melt onto the wrapper but I might be wrong happy new year Carolyn Kent Mm, I'm not buying that one, because otherwise the chocolate round the sides would melt. It wouldn't just melt on the wrapper, would it? Um, hello, John. Just a guess. Um, but the top Jaffa cake is upside down to protect its squishy topping, George and Drew in Weymouth. Not buying that one either, to be honest, since the, the bottom's pretty squashy as well, isn't it? I mean, if you jump on a Jaffa cake, it doesn't matter which side up it is, it's getting squashed. Um, surely it's something to do with the sponge protecting the chocolate orange layer. Same theory from Will the Chef. An edible bubble wrap or polystyrene casing, if you... Edible bubble wrap. There's an idea for some marketing. All the joy of bubble wrap and all the joy of eating. If you could get it so it was like that popping candy, so you could just put it in your mouth and it would... Oh... Well, Will the Chef, maybe we'll get together and have a little uh, meeting about... You could do some sort of strawberry, um, sugary, chewy... I'll work on it, I'll get back to you. Um, Gracie, I think, has nailed it. Hello, John. Read the end biscuit. In this case, a Jaffa was inverted. Already mathematical terminology in the realm of Jaffa cakes. To avoid crushing and melting as the plastic wrapper goes through the heat of the machine wrap. It also makes the pack squarer and thus easier to deal with on packing. Gracie, I'm pretty sure that's absolutely spot on. The heat of the machine as it seals the packet. I don't quite go with the theory that it makes the pack squarer. I don't quite see how a 
round tube filled with round Jaffa cakes could be made any squarer by turning one upside down. Um, and Kia as well, same solution. The packets are heat sealed at the end so the chocolate would melt if it wasn't turned around. This is a rather more interesting and lateral thinking theory from Tom. Anyone packaging Jaffa cakes into the boxes during production is trained to put any that are dropped onto the floor back into the box, but to place it upside down to the others so that any of the tasters later down the line knows not to taste test any that is upside down because it's been on the floor. The moral of the story is always ask which way up the cake was whenever you've ordered a Jaffa cake. That's a a far more disgusting and probably far more likely theory as well. Um, I'll now throw myself over to you, so if there's anything else like that's been niggling you for a little while, not only I, but all the rest of the listeners will unite together to help you in the next half an hour. Before the news, uh, why wouldn't you squeeze in some Nick Cave? This is the wonderful Nature Boy. That's Street Fighting Man by the Rolling Stones. You're listening to John Richardson on Six Music, somewhat bemused by the news that the bishops have decided to sort out the credit crunch um if i take any advice from the church it probably won't be warnings about the dangers of blindly following an antiquated system when all evidence suggests a more viable alternative um we've got plenty more of your jaffa cake ideas coming in and someone suggested a website called pimp my snack where you can make massive jaffa cakes should you so please but uh, keep any help that you need coming in and we'll have some white lights that's oh yeah by ash that's a live track it was recorded for the evening session on radio one in 1996 on the 15th of april if you're interested soon be april on it you can't get excited about anything else like christmas it's fun to say oh it'll soon be christmas you can't say oh it'll soon be valentine's day that'll be another day um we've had two very different emails on the uh, on the woolworths debate um emma in birmingham says dear john i'm upset and you think that's probably enough not for emma she's upset and outraged that's just, that's a busy morning she's having there i'm upset and outraged that woolworths has closed down i couldn't find the game twister there when i went shopping last sunday i think that everyone probably got there before me with their greasy mcdonald's fingers and babies in buggies with fanta in their bottles i couldn't therefore experience the joy of watching my rather portly brother collapse on top of my sister at the yell of the phrase right leg yellow spot and it ruined my christmas um so some devastation there peter green says hello john i have something i would like to get off my chest this relates to our any other business before we move into 2009 Woolworths closing is not as sad as everyone thinks it is if les dennis had asked a hundred people to pick the one thing they would associate with Woolworths, i imagine the top answer would no doubt be pick and mix pick and mix is one of the few ways to still buy food where you can rest assured that the majority of what you're eating will have been recently handled by a child and probably most of his friends and the town tramp and all his friends too i can't remember the last time i took a freshly cooked meal round to a neighbor's house and asked if they wouldn't mind if their kids fingered through it before we all ate the meal the second from top answer would probably be plimsolls shoes that are only suitable for small children billy elliot types ninjas and people who like to sniff vulcanized rubber if anyone would care to guess the third top answer i imagine it would be cds still priced at a fairly unreasonable 13.99 sorry Woolworths, you won't be missed peter green laying the final nail in the coffin i don't know how i feel about it i i go up and down i sort of think oh they didn't move with the times and then the news yesterday when they were showing they were selling the shelves and they were selling safes you could when you went up to the till if you didn't want any bags or anything you could just buy the basket that you picked your shopping up in for a pound and take it home in the basket and I'd be fascinated. If anyone did get anything incredible, if you went to Woolworths and bought the floor or the... Imagine buying the automatic doors. I bet you could get the automatic doors. 
Who wouldn't come round for a dinner party, even in Swindon, if you said, come round to my house? I don't know what I'm going to cook, but I've got automatic doors on my house. Sometime around midnight by the Airborne Toxic event, you've got uh, about eight minutes left to get anything off your chest before uh, you can move freely into 2009 and not feel that you're carrying any darkness in your heart. Uh, Emma in Stokes Lake says, Having had the worst summer job in Woolworths ever, I'm glad it's shutting down too. I was banned from the record counter for playing the Smiths. Bear in mind that this was the summer of Kylie and Jason and Black Box. I was then demoted to pick and mix. This humiliation has left me scarred forever. So that's uh, a demon exercise there. And uh, Fishhead Monkey, regular listener Fishhead Monkey, never quite confessed their real name. Uh, What's been bugging me for some time now, on the back of a bottle of ketchup, it claims that it contains 132 grams of tomatoes per 100 grams of ketchup. This cannot be true due to physics. Conservation of mass means that mass cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred to another form. The only explanations I can think of are that they're either cutting off the less pleasant parts of the tomatoes... (laughs) I'm not quite sure what the less pleasant part of a tomato is. Or the tomatoes dry out during ketchup production. In either case, they are not using the whole 132 grams of tomatoes, so they're still lying on the bottle. But you still eat ketchup, though, don't you, fishhead monkey, you hypocrite? Um, What we're going to do at 11 o'clock, no one guest this week, I thought, uh, because as I mentioned earlier, everyone's doing review of the years, and what it is is a cheap excuse to not have to do anything new, but just to use clips of the year gone by to pad out a so that certain DJs can stay in bed and rest and drink. Um, I thought what we would do is we'd, we'd nod to the fact that we've come a long way in a year and what we'll do is we'll try and get as many of the guest presenters that we've had on over the last year as we can on the phone, probably one link at a time, probably wouldn't work all at once. So there'd just be an endless stream of all the names you recognise, but brand new chat. I'd like to find out if being on the show has made their lives any better. I can't help but feel that it would have, so uh, that's what we would doing from 11 o'clock that was tape loop by Morchiba, and we couldn't go through um the great achievements of the last year without having the biggest one in it's matt ford oh i thought you were gonna bring in blair or something <laughs> <laughs> me. that would be quite a reveal wouldn't it it would seem as you'd have probably really sensed have... i mean he hasn't really touched anything this year has he apart from sent... my heart i got my mum she's not a big fan of uh old tb she's not a fan of his uh, his work so i bought her for christmas tony blair the official autobio the official biography which one i'm not Shatton? sure it's got a picture of him um in a black and white picture looking quite sinister blair in big white yes yeah. i think that's the Saturn one isn't yeah. Saturn, yeah yeah so i got her that could so, read uh, that yeah that'll be on Good a bookshelf gathering dust somewhere <laughs> one of the few people in the country who hasn't got it i mean it was a big wristband of that because <laughs> most people flocked how was your christmas matt ford it's fantastic full of food as you might imagine yeah i mean the whole point of me losing weight in the run to christmas was so that i could then let put go on a bit of weight and mm. still net be down so yeah. i probably am i had a lovely chinese last night it's bizarre south end for some reason as an amazing career so an amazing chinese like even in big cities you run a real risk don't you in this little place. Just Southend's not that th- little. Isn't it? No. And there's not a lot else to do other than eat foods from sunnier climes. That's just a li- I had a fantastic Chinese last night, that's all I'm saying. It's marvellous. <laughs> that's the um, highlight of your Christmas, yeah, is it? I asked you how your Christmas was, and within 30 seconds we're discussing the Chinese you had last night. And the roast dinner my mum cooks on Christmas Day, of course, was... Smashing. Uh, yes, fantastic. What's your bestest bit of the Christmas roast? And I'll, I'll open that question up to everyone. Sarah? Well, it's got to be the, the chicken. Chicken? Chicken, not turkey. No, we never have turkey. Never have turkey. Dry. Already we've gone out there, you see. Already we've smashed a stereotype. Well, I had beef. <sighs> the last mouthful. 
bit of roast potato, bit of Yorkshire pudding, bit of beef, bit of turkey. Yes. You had beef as well? We had both. Beef and turkey. Unbelievable, you guys. Awesome. You, do, you, don't, you don't care for the rules of Christmas at y- all, do Yorkshire you? Yorkshire pudding and gravy is my favourite little bit. Is it? Yeah, I love picking it up with my hand. I eat a lot of my dinner with my hands. And uh, just dip it in and mm, eat it like a cake. <laughs> and have you got anything you want to get out uh, I was going to say get out of your chest Don't do that <laughs> Anything you want to get off your chest that's wound you up this year um, How do you feel about the Woolworths debacle Well no one shopped there did they You know everyone's going oh isn't it a shame Well if you'd have shopped there all year it wouldn't be closing would it And it goes the same for any other So you can't justify things that aren't being used Dan in Bristol says if Woolworths are a band oh, They yeah. would be status quo there you go, that's a little, uh, little Why, m- musical joke. They've gone into receivership. No, I think they've just done the same thing over and over and over again. That Christmas song they released this year, that was tripe, wasn't it? I didn't even hear it! Oh, it's really bad. Fact, it must have been was... bad if we didn't play it on this show, because no. we've got nothing against playing a bad Christmas song. But even music. we shied away from status quo. I haven't quote. even heard it. Um, we're going to play some Lily Allen now. Um, the Fear... No fear. We're going to get all our old friends on. Is there anyone that you're particularly looking forward to getting back in touch with? I should have asked you this before off air in case you list someone that we can't get a hold of. Um, um, Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd. All right, then. Well, Can you get um, hold of Lloyd? I, I, well, the exciting thing is I haven't contacted any of them. I'm just going to call them and oh, just say, wow, how do you feel about having a little catch-up live on air? So we little? could get some answer phones. We could get careful, some answer phones. Careful, <laughs> We'll have The Fear by Lily Allen on topic. That's The Fear by Lily Allen. Um, it's all right, then. We've tried two people. <laughs> Neither of them have answered. Um, now I think what the problem is is that we're winging them. We're winging them on the BBC phone, which just comes up as unknown number. They're going to think it's debt collection. No one's them. taking an unknown number call at Christmas, are they? The sort of people we have on here have all sorts of issues, don't they? So <laughs> yeah. What do you think it's the cops? The debt collectors. Um, so what I'll do is I'll phone them first, so they know it's me. They're bound to answer when they know it's me. <coughs> I was like, wait, well, it's John. Oh, brilliant! I've been waiting all Christmas. Shouldn't it be on the radio? Yeah, yeah. Probably not. <laughs> I, I don't think they think that. Um, so uh, what we've got is an email for you, Fordy. Oh, oh, that will poke me up. Dear John, this was sent from an iPhone. Don't get Adam started. Don't go there. Oh, yours broken, is it? No, they're just not as good as they should be. Not as good as they should be. (laughs) So this says, dear John Fordy and the rest of the team, while listening to Chris Moyle's show last week at the start of the interview with Peter Kay's Geraldine, Peter Kay trying to jump on the hugely popular Fordy bandwagon greeted everyone with the words hello britain no way i thought they should be brought to your attention and i will keep you posted on any subsequent events as i am only able to listen to the podcast any chance of a shout out from the big (laughs) (laughs) love to your mothers regular step and grand dave from leeds my word and you'd think moylesy would stop there he's only gone and had the uh the dyson airblade as well Oh, my word. He's been yammering on about the Dyson Airblade. I'll find out who got us on. This is a good thing about Christmas, is that people have been off, so they've been able to listen to all TV and radio. They realise how much we're influencing. Just how many people are nicking our stuff. This is off another another podcast altogether. This isn't off our podcast, Fordy. Love you, mother. Uh, bye. There you go. That's uh, that was on. Answer me this, which was. Uh, <laughs> is that another BBC? Program? It's another podcast. It might be in the charts. It might be above us. I don't know. I haven't checked every day. But, um, <laughs> Maybe there was a late surge. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is that I think we can just take credit for all the media now because people are just nicking our stuff, aren't they? So if we just take Magpies. credit, 
Pilkington's top of the podcast charts. He's bound to have nicked some of our stuff. Oh, loads of it. Yeah, that well, whole that, thing I've got of eczema and I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> being a man and talking about stuff. Yeah. Um, right, let's have Bit of Sweet Symphony by The Verve. It's a lovely. The fact uh, they're doing podcasts. They got that idea. <laughs> they got that idea first, didn't they? Yeah. People still haven't twigged that you're Ricky Gervais. They still don't know. And I'm Merchant. It's a long day Sunday for me. Come on as John Richardson and then I have to be myself. Um, we'll have the verve and then we'll try and get another guest. This could be a long, tedious hour if nobody answers their phone. But we'll fill it, won't we? We could just ring anyone up. We could ring people who aren't... Co- oh, have you someone... not seen the media this year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Bittersweet Symphony by the verve. Um... Speaking of taking you down every road we've ever been down, a man who walked down many roads in 2008 is Mr. Mark Oliver, who joins me now. That was brilliant, by the way. Yeah, it was good, that, wasn't it? That was absolutely fantastic. Because well it's review of the year and down every road and all that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it all synced in amazingly. I'm speculating that we've got a lot of new listeners today who've got DAB radios for Christmas. So just in okay. one sentence, tell them what you were up to, tell them what you did. Uh, during the summer? Yeah. Uh, I walked from my home in Bristol to Edinburgh in time for the Edinburgh Festival. And that brings us uh, neatly on to, um, we have been sent some amazing presents from Kay and Lydia in Seven Oaks, right? What they've done, they Oh, I love Kay! Yeah. Do you know, oh, yeah. do you know Kay? Oh, no, yeah, no, I've, uh, Kay, um, Kay followed me, Kay, uh, I think Kay sponsored me, and, uh, yeah, Kay was reading me blogs and stuff when I was walking, so, uh, yeah. Kay has not only, off the back of our Oxfam chat, bought us a goat. Um, I mean, she hasn't bought us a goat. She's bought someone a goat that, you know, on behalf of the show. She's made some little rubber stamps um, with all different cartoon characters on it that she uses for her catalogue. And they're all named after us. Uh, Fordy, what's yours? Mathieu. Mathieu. It's just French for Matthew, isn't it? French Matt. It's a little fat boy waving a lollipop. (laughs) <laughs> a little fat boy. Well, that's, how did she come up with that? Producer Adam's got a bird watcher called Adam. So okay, sweet. good. You're so tweet. You've got um, uh, Mark and Milo. Milo's a little dog, and Mark's a little boy with his little rucksack on walking across the, the town. Wow, and that's me. That's you. you know, it's, it's a generous... It's kind of... It is to you <laughs> what Bay or Wolf is to Ray Winston, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice gift, and she's sent you a little box of sweets and some football cards as well. Oh, oh that's nice. Am, am I ever going to get this? Um, possibly, yeah. I'll come and see you I this got week. Your Christmas Not the sweets, mate. I'm going to open you your football cards now and tell you who you've got, <laughs> so you know. I'll buy oh, some more sweets from the I really room. hope I get... Um, <laughs> who do I want, Fordy? Who do I want? I don't want Calderwood, do I, Fordy? Oi, 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 oi. Neither do we. You've got a very up-and-down opening. You've got Curtis Davis, Aston Villa oh, I'm defender. happy with Curtis Davis. His stock's on the rise. Then you've got... Oh, I like Curtis Davis. Curtis Davis is the one who had a great 2008, where when he had his first game for Aston Villa, he went, yeah, I was rubbish, I am. Oh, yeah, I was public. Public. Um, you've got Jarelio Gomez... Top of oh dear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Father from the Adams family. Danny Simpson. You've got William Gallas. Hey. John Carew and Need. Zoltan Gira. Need. Um, <laughs> so I will bring you those. <laughs> Are any of them shiny? No, they're not shiny. I've got a shiny. He's <laughs> got a shiny. What Paul Robinson, got? the goalkeeper from Blackburn Rovers. Well, you've got a shiny. I'll swap you, uh, John Carew and Curtis Davis, for your shiny. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be dealing with this now, boys. I've got stuff to do. We'll do a panini swap shop later. I've got a nation to please. Um, so, what we're th- the basic point of catching up with everyone who's been on the show, Mark, is to find out how much better people's lives are 
for for the John Richardson show. So if you had to measure how much better your life is, how 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 how? Okay, um, <laughs> it's not better because of the John Richardson show. I'm afraid. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it's that is it's quite nice. a dampener to start off with. Yeah, yeah, it's not. But my life is better because I know John Richardson. Uh, yeah, that'll do. Not about. It's not about the show. It's about John Richardson. People are listening, okay. Mark. I mean, is there any part of the show you actually <laughs> like? <laughs> You're but, a bit. Uh, the, the, that forty guy's pretty chirpy, isn't he? Yeah. Do you know what? I quite like the Mount Four bits. Hey! I like the fact that the weight loss thing is, by all accounts, going absolutely amazingly. <laughs> I'm almost down to your weight, mate. Is that right? Well, I reckon so. How much do you weigh in at these days? You reckon Me? you've lost weight this week, do you, forty? But not this week. <laughs> no. Oh, forget it. Um, Body, you want to do a walk. That's what you want to do, mate. I do. That's you know, what I was saying just yesterday, I love going for brisk walks now, so maybe the three of us could go for a little oh, walk. Oh, Boxing Day was a beautiful day for walking. I had a really good walk on Boxing Day. It was gorgeous. Did you do any walking, John, over Christmas? I did. I went up Cat Bells um, in, the, uh, in the Lake District. <laughs> I must have hurt. <laughs> and I think that's a suitable note to end on. Um, is that it? Oh, no, no, don't do that. Don't let that be the last thing that I say on your radio show in 2009. Okay. Or 2008. What, I'll set you up for something better then. What do you want to end on? Tell people where you are. That's quite cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sat watching uh, my girlfriend Martha swimming in an outdoor pool at the Bristol Lido. Uh, in Clifton, which is absolutely beautiful. You said Lido before, and now you've changed to Lido. <laughs> it yeah, Lido. I don't know what I'm going for. What do you think Lido. it is? Lido. I think it's Lido. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not Lido. <laughs> That's the shop where you buy loads of cheap stuff, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, out, it's, you. it's absolutely beautiful, and uh, it's managed by Luke, who used to manage Oppo. Uh, okay. The gig that I used to run in Bristol. So it's all very nice, very friendly. Everything knits together beautifully, unless you haven't heard the show before, in which case it means absolutely nothing to you. Would you like to introduce the Dennis Hopper Choppers? I think you probably would, wouldn't you? I would love to, yeah. What's the song called? Um, Smart Ones Almost Always Lose. Oh, brilliant. Well, let's hope in 2009 John Richardson doesn't lose, because he is one of the smart ones, and this is the Dennis Hopper Choppers. Happy New Year, Mr Alver. Take care, lovey. Bye, Bordy. See you later, Magic Doors by Porter's Head. And uh, I'll do another slick link. How do you like listening to the guest? And we can open up now a magic door to Europe. Who's got um, a head? <laughs> we go live to Sweden to be joined by Mr. Al Pitcher. Hey! Yeah. Boosh, boosh, boosh. How are you? Good Yule, good Yule. Yeah. Is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Is that what they say in Sweden? Christmas. Happy Christmas. In Swedish? In Swedish, yeah. Good Yule. Uh, good Yule, which is... Uh, Are you thinking of English? Yeah. No, it's G-U-D-J-U-L. Good Yule. Sort of like text language, isn't it? Yeah. Good Yule, lol. Because last time yeah. we spoke to you, you were trying to pick up the uh, Swedish language, so it's clearly you've learned all of it now. Uh, that's all I need to know, really. You could uh, teach it abroad. Time, you just keep smiling. Everybody's really nice here anyway, so... Good. How have you been? How's your life been? It has been pretty, pretty good actually. I'm, um, I live over here now, and I come back to the UK and do gigs. Yeah, and I've done a couple of gigs over here, and they've gone well. Um, Did you yeah, spend Christmas good, there? Man. Actual Christmas Day? Did I what? Did you spend actual Christmas Day there? Yeah, no. Well, they celebrate Christmas Eve over here, weirdos. <laughs> um, so they so the twenty fourth, you give out presents, and then Christmas Day, you just. I've been to the movies on Christmas Day. It's really bizarre. Ah, so Christmas Day is like Boxing Day. Yeah, but so it, but everything's open. I suppose everything's open in the UK now, isn't it? Yeah. So 
So if we celebrate New Year's Eve instead of New Year's Day, then I suppose they celebrate the 30th, do they? Um, no, they cel- still celebrate the 31st. But I, li- I like your thinking there. Yeah. morning on <laughs> Good Thursday. Right into the Swedish psyche. I like the Swedes. Just get it all done a little bit earlier. Valentine's yeah, well, there, Day no done late around January. over here. They're, they're good people. And yeah. it's, quite, it's really sunny over here. I don't know. You know. Is it it's sunny? about London town. Sunny but cold? Uh, a little bit cold, yeah. But no, uh, snow, snow came on Christmas Day. No. You had a white Christmas? Yeah, uh, well... Because we celebrate Christmas. Christmas Eve, it wasn't really white. You had a white boxing day, or whatever they <laughs> yeah. call it. Good yeah, box. Yeah, boxing <laughs> day. They, they, um, they, they sort of, um, yeah, they, it was really nice. It was kind of like, almost like dandruff, but it was nice, you know? Yeah, like lovely wet dandruff sprinkled yeah, all yeah, over yeah. your well, head and shoulders over the Christmas we had. What a lovely image to end up. Well, it's been lovely catching up with you. You're coming back on in January, aren't you? Because you're back yeah, over I've in got, Britain. Yeah, I've got my tour, so, and I really want everybody that listens to you to come to my show, and well, I'll mention you. I'll make I'm sure coming. both of them are listening that week, and uh, we'll get you back on, and we'll, we'll talk more about the tour. And it's been <coughs> a fantastic... Um, I was born in Huddersfield, so it's been fantastic. Last time we've got a new manager and everything's looking good. How's Leeds getting on? All right, then, mate. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself. Thanks for joining us. All the best. Merry Christmas to the UK. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Waving flags by British Sea Power. We've got plenty more blast from the past still to come. Plenty more guests. I've heard back from the people who were pretending I didn't exist earlier, so it's definitely going ahead. But now at eleven thirty, it's time for the six music news. Had to hit the north by the fall, and before that, we had Quicksand by Larue. Um, I'll tell you, he's a big fan of Danny Larue. Um, <laughs> I'm joined on the line now by Mr. Lloyd. Langford. Hello there. Hello, Lloyd. Uh, Matt Ford's with us as well. Right, Lloydie. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm okay, yeah, I'm not bad. I'm, I've, I've had a very um, quiet Christmas, but I've, I've been enjoying myself. That's what Christmases are for. I, um, I hit the north for Christmas, went up to the Lake District and uh, had a nice quiet one. What we're doing is we're getting in touch with all the people we've had on over the show. I asked Matt Ford, who are you most looking forward to catching up with? And uh, without hesitation, well, there was a hesitation of about a second, but then he said Lloyd Langford. Oh, there you are, mate. So I'm genuinely touched. You can listen to that back on the iPlayer as well, it's true. Genuinely touched by Matt Ford. What better (laughs) Christmas wish could there be? Now, the reason I most wanted to phone you is because I was driving back from uh, said Lake District yesterday, eight hours in the car. I don't know if I've mentioned it. Terrible it was. Um, Radio 2 Comedy was on. Rod Gilbert's Leaving Clan Bobble came on. Ah. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I think I heard the sultry tones of uh, Lloyd Langford playing uh, Rod's brother Emrys. Is that right? Yeah, I, I was doing a little bit of acting. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done for a while, but uh, that was really, really good fun. We did a bit on the Christmas special where we sort of made a joke of the fact that, um, you know, you couldn't act, and we tried to get you to do a Macaulay Culkin thing. <laughs> and then you were brilliant on uh, on Rod's thing. Without doubt, uh, the highlight, I thought. I had a bit of preparation for that, though. Did you? Uh, and I was playing, uh, playing someone who was Welsh. Which wasn't such a leap of imagination. Yeah, but with a higher pitched voice than you. Don't think I didn't <laughs> notice that your voice went up a few uh, a few tones. Yeah, well, it's almost so that um, I was listening to it in the car with Amy, and she didn't know which one I was playing. Wow. Well, Racist. that's just if you can fool your own girlfriend. That means if you ever have an affair, you can call her up and pretend to be someone else and say, <laughs> no, "No, I was with Lloyd." 
And she won't have a clue. Not that you'd ever have an affair, you're a good man. So basically, this whole conversation is just um, basically to say, go and listen again to Leaving Clan Bobble on the BBC iPlayer and hear Lloyd. Do you want to give people a little taster of what your first line is in Rod's sitcom? Well, just before I say that, you <laughs> were on the preceding programme. I was, yeah, on Out to Lunch, which I hadn't remembered. Me and my mum were in the car, and um, they said, coming up later, John Richardson, and then I had to turn the radio off. My mum got very angry, because she wanted to listen to so it. So you two were both on Radio 2 subsequently, and <laughs> things come in threes, of course, and, and I, I listened to Radio 2. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was all very spooky, wasn't it, yesterday? Yeah. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't listen to it. I don't like to listen to me, because I know what I sound like, and I don't like it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Good, thanks very much. It was a lovely bonus. Um, lovely <laughs> bonus and being touched by Matt Ford. What more could you want at Christmas? So, um, Lloyd, the question we're asking everyone is how much better your life is thanks to uh, being on the John Richardson show. So far, it's been, well, roundly a no. My life's way better. I mean, this is obvious, <laughs> isn't it? I've lost weight and I just feel better in myself because I get to see you every Sunday. So oh, my life has improved. People are being nice. Thricefold. I think, for me, personally, one of the highlights of 2008 is working with uh, people who make me laugh. And so doing uh, Rod sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> and doing your show as well. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Nice, really try and do someone a good turn. Um, okay, I think, it was, I think you should just give people a little... Just do your first line. Do you want me my to first, do the feeder first, line? My first line is... Uh, no! <laughs> you sound like the woman out of. Sound like the woman out of uh, Fireman Sam. Sam. <laughs> oh, Fireman Sam. That was my uh, method. Is that with your inspiration? Watching all the episodes of Fireman Sam. Well, I thought back. you were brilliant on it, and it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Have a wonderful new year, and we will hopefully have you back on in 2009. Ledge. Thank you very much. Take sure. care of yourself. Bye bye. Bye-bye. That was Fine Time by Cast, and that was a BBC Six Music session, and that was recorded... Um, 1994. Ooh, not bad. 95. Oh! <laughs> they wrote it in 94, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Got the date? The 3rd of oh. April. Ooh, the 19th of April. Oh, my word! And do you know, close. Do you know which Radio 1 show it was recorded for? The... It's actually recorded for the news, that one. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, so we'll have a little break, I think, from uh, phone guests. It gets a bit much, doesn't it, listening to people on the phone? Yeah. So we'll just have me and you for a minute. Catch up on some emails and texts we've had in. Yeah. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? If I had my admin button ready, I could... Uh, <laughs> Before we uh, go out later, eh? John? You're very excited, aren't you? Me and John will get out for a few beers later, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and listen up John's got a bit of admin there we go so um yeah emails and texts hello John could you please tell Loz happy birthday as she's 18 <coughs> tomorrow and I'm sure she's listening also we were shocked to hear that a few weeks ago you did a gig in Sheffield that we'd heard nothing about do you have a website? No! Ah, but um, there is a fan site. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a digital radio for Christmas, so I can listen to you live now. That's Willie from Glasgow. Hello, Willie. <laughs> um, hi, John. Oh, we were talking about... Oh, uh, Willie. Give me that little cartoon book. Oh, uh, Willie. <laughs> Your buddy. Everybody's Willie. Can't you remember? I've, I used to get it. It was like the Bruins. It's a dream you had. No, my mum got it for Christmas. Yeah. Were you uh, ill Willie. as a child? It's like a Scottish, it's like a Scottish Dennis the Menace, but he's nice. Mm. Just him and his little dog. Er, uh, Willie. Er, uh, Willie. 
Honestly, Google search Er Woolley. Yeah, yeah, right. Not on a BBC computer, mate. Not in these troubled times. No, it's Woolley. Not... Hello, John. I bought my 12 year old son a basket from Woolies for Christmas. Uh. He loved it, even though I knew he really wanted a basket from B&Q. Uh, this is a cracking anecdote, and so much so that I think it's a lie. Uh, it's from Lars Chinkley in Saffron Walden. Regular, Quality name. Regular emailer. Um, for me, 2008 will be remembered as the year I met Greg Rosetsky. I was on Oxford Street in <coughs> London and I bent down to tie my shoelace and before I'd even completed the second bow I felt a sharp pain in my back then found myself lying face down on the floor with someone on top of me. Ooh. <gasps> I managed to squirm free and turned around to see the angular and teeth-filled face of a smiling Gretzky looking straight at me. I immediately apologised and he said, Sorry, man, I didn't see you there. Maybe you should think about getting some Velcro shoes. That was brilliant. Greg Rosetsky was clearly now my newest friend. So I said in a familiar matey-type way, I'll tell you what, Greg, I'll buy some Velcro shoes and a tennis racket. Greg said, okay, man, that's great. <laughs> literally ran away. Um, oh. Is that true? Dunno. I reckon so. We were also talking about the best uh, bit of Christmas dinner. Um, Ollie says, to bring to your attention that in our household, the Christmas dinner is overshadowed by the following day's Boxing Day dinner, with the standout dish being bubble and squeak. Mm. I can second that. Yeah, Always a cracking bubble and squeak. And you get to sing Christmas time, Ollie girl, then bubble and squeak. Um, he <clears throat> um, says, we also have more pickles than you can shake a stick at. Oh, I, last night I oh, made okay. myself a little pickle tray of pickled onions, pickled beetroot and some olives with some cheeses. I wondered what that smell was. Um, <laughs> there we go. And uh, someone, we've been talking about people nicking our stuff. Yeah. If you remember that. Now someone's saying... We We're from? getting looted. No way! <laughs> right, they better be prepared. Yeah. We got a contact name for this Alex, right? Person. Hi guys. Regarding your coverage of the Dyson Airblade and the scurrilous act of Radio One's idea theft. Yeah. Would it be wrong of me to suggest that maybe both you and Moyles were inspired, in inverted commas, by the following fascinating Facebook group, Hand Dryers of the World? No way. The group contains an exciting video of the Airblade in action, as well as 90... It's like reading porn out over the air, isn't it? Hot Airblade action! Um, as well as 94 photos of other hand dryers. The group is currently trying to assemble photos of the complete handy dry range of dryers, from handy dry 1 to handy dry 18. All the best for the new year, Alex. So, uh, yeah, you got some balls, nice. Alex, calling me a thief. Talking of dirty Dyson things, right, there is a, there's a, there's a hand car wash place in Stoke-on-Trent and their sign is the best hand job in town <laughs> there we go it's my favourite you're listening to BBC right? Six Music on a Sunday morning Crack the Shutters by Snow Patrol and I'm going to crack on with our next guest um, you, you may remember him um, we had a right laugh oh he's a ledge oh well, there you go he's a ledge I'm joined by the wonderful Jared Christmas hello Woo! mate yeah hello how are you I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. Just in Bath Spa at the moment. Oh, lovely. Ooh. We just spoke to uh, Al Pitcher, who's in Sweden. Of course he is, yeah. So, do you say Bath Spa better than Sweden? Um, I don't know. Of course Bath it is, mate. It's in Britain, isn't it? What, what takes you to Bath Spa? Um, my, uh, my wife's parents live in Bath Spa, oh. so I've been spending the Christmas season with them. They're lucky. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Christmas market and all. Oh, mate. It's been awesome. If I was going to remake Scrooge in Britain, I think I'd probably film it in Bath. Yeah, and you yeah. know who you could get to be in it? Nicolas Cage. 
Yeah. Oh, he lives yeah, there, doesn't he? Have you seen him? Fat. Saw him the other day. No I, I've seen Nicolas Cage. Isn't what? He, isn't he taller than you think? I know. He's, He's a big lad. Well. Funnily enough, I watched over Christmas the uh, Con Air. Really? I watched National Treasure. You could have got him to just redo Con Air for you. Like, you could have just seen him. Standing gone by the TV like one of those deaf interpreters. <laughs> brilliant yeah just mm. running through the streets of bath on a little toy plane going no cyrus and you could have been in it i oh, know i could have tried to is that probably the highlight of your year then seeing nicholas well, cage in bath look mate i've got to be honest with you uh it was pretty big <laughs> last night though i was in a pub having a few drinks there we go that's already better and i got introduced to a girl who was in heroes wow yeah do you, do you watch heroes I watched the first series, yeah, and then... Yeah, in the first series. She was the waitress who got her head cut open by Silas. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because she was just about to go... Oh, she'd just arranged to go and live with her boyfriend or something, hadn't she? And she'd planned a new life for herself. Yeah. Then she goes into the store cupboard to get some jam. Yeah. Bang, it's finished. It's done by Sila. You've met her. So she's yeah. all right, then. I and thought... you know what? I just so happened to have in my pocket a hero's chocolate. Cadbury's heroes. <laughs> oh, it worked, out. it worked out. Are you ever not working? I'm always working. That is a fantastic bit of comparing. Always got to have your eyes on the prize. Yeah. Forty knows that. Yeah, I know that. (laughs) He's never asleep, that guy. Even even his dreams, he's plumbing them for material. Even when I'm not awake, I'm fast asleep. (laughs) That doesn't really work, does it? It's a Bob Hoskins line of hook, and I I can't remember for the life of what it is. He's so quick, he's even fast asleep. That was it. Forget it. <laughs> We're having a lovely chat and you've just ruined it. Yeah, I'll yeah. just... I'll Cheers, for a bit. Thanks for putting the uh, stick in the spokes of that bicycle of a joke. Uh, for listeners um, uh, who who like you, where will you be on New Year's Eve? Where should people go to uh, find... Well, I've taken New Year's Eve off for the first time in eight years. Wow. Yeah, don't come around to my place. No, maybe that can pop around. What are you doing? You can't just, do stuff like that here. You can't do stuff like that heroes gag and let people know that that's the kind of gold I that's going to be falling out of the Christmas mouth and yep. then not share it with them but at the, the happiest time it, of the year. Um, you'll have to be with me twenty four seven to hear that kind of gold because it doesn't always happen. Okay. Any uh, any big misses? I've I cracked some terrible jokes this Christmas. Oh mate. I've done some shockers. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice when people don't let it go either as a comic. My yeah. sister, her, her pretty much her catchphrase this year was, never mind, he's just having Christmas off. He's just having Christmas off. Oh, that is oh, harsh, yeah. isn't it? You don't need that at Christmas dinner, do you? The, right. Just the three of you as well. That Getting is. heckled at the table. Yeah. So the question we're asking everyone is, how much better has your life been since you were on the show? Um, infinitely better. Yeah? Um, I've noticed at least, at least, one person has come to the show because of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because we've got two listeners, so the other one, they've probably just had a meeting, and yeah. the other one's going to come like, well, they've probably booked tickets for New Year's Eve now. So. I mean, you know, I am i don't know if you guys know this, but I'm the pot <coughs> noodle guy. No! And, <laughs> I got introduced uh, to you get, a few weeks ago. I get recognised more for <laughs> John Richardson's show <laughs> than I do as the pot noodle guy. That's probably better though, mate, isn't it? You don't want to be known as the, the guy who sort of tastes bad. It's Mate. funny, I just happen to have a pot noodle in my pocket. Crack it open. Um, and a motorbike. Mmm, <laughs> there's nothing like the sweet taste of wet noodles. Oh, nothing better in the than morning. <laughs> Thank you for coming back on, Jared. Do you, w- will you come me. back on in 2009 and we'll chat and have banter again? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Wonderful, I hope you'll... Do it in 2009. Uh, yeah, let's do it in 2009. You got a, you got a favourite week? Um, the fourth. The fourth of... Week of the year. Oh, wow, okay. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't have a particularly favourite week, although in 08, I believe the 
27th week of 08 was pretty good. Yeah, that was uh, a lot of people's best. Hey, have you ever been sad enough to make a list of your favourite things from uh, maybe the past year? Um, yes. I can see where this is going <laughs> straight away, because you're staring at me like a school bully. <laughs> I made a little list, Jared, of the Did things you? that I'd enjoyed this I year. I think yeah. that's wonderful. Oh, what a wonderful thing to do. Am, men of am the I year. on the list? Am I on the list? You're getting added to the list. This is a sort of my name is Earl. Last person I spoke to on the phone of the year. I had favourite food. F- f- my f- top three meals of the year I had. Go on. You know, uh, there was the leek and potato soup at the Radisson Edwardian in <laughs> Manchester. There was the uh, peppercorn steak I had in Doncaster, and there was a marvellous steak the other week at uh, the Cattle Grid in Ballam. Wow. Hey, I'll tell you, if you want a good steak, mate, go to the Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, Maze. Okay, I'll take that on board. Do it. Favourite train station of the year? Ooh. Come on. It's got to be on everyone's lips. London St Pancras International, sure. Oh, it's brilliant. It's well yeah. up there, yeah. Hands it's a good down. Brilliant. I love Although going controversially, there. I'm a fan of Cardiff. I've never been to the train station. Ooh, it's good. Is it? Yeah. Cool, eh? Well, we'll have to meet up down there, then. There's an AMT. I mean, oh, as, a, as, a, as you technically the show bears my name, I should be intervening now. Oh, yeah, but sorry, I've sort of, I don't know what to do. I just feel like I've lost co- not only control, but the will to live. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jared. Have a wonderful new year, thank and I really you appreciate guys. you coming back on. Um, long live the banter. Yes, yeah, indeed. Would you like to say this is perfect symmetry by Keen? Oh! Yes, I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> I love this song. Uh, like anytime soon. <laughs> okay, shall I say it now? Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen who are listening to John Richardson's show, this is Perfect Symmetry by Keen. Perfect Symmetry by Keen. Oh, marvellous song. Enjoy Refreshing. that. Yeah, and th- 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 I've had it on really loud in my car this week, as well as what's coming up in a bit. It's just oh, really? Yeah. Well, the two things I've had. There's a little tease. Phenomenal. Um, hello, John. Could you wish... I uh, late admin. Could you wish my friend Dan Nightingale, who I think you know... Ah, Nightingale! <laughs> there we go. He's one of our bloods, isn't he? Yeah, I don't consider that I have any bloods, really. Well, he's one of mine, then. Okay. No, I, he's a friend. Yeah. But I just don't have bloods. See, bloods are close friends, but you're one of my bloods, so that means I'm not Am one of yours. So I'm a blood, but I don't have any bloods. Oh, that's like a little riddle. <laughs> Isn't it? What yeah. am I? Get Henry Kelly <laughs> Who am I? I am a blood, but I don't have any bloods. Um, from Lauren in Leicester. Do you want to do that then? Do a shout out. Nightingale. Happy New Year, mate. Hope you had a good Christmas. And uh, say hello to your friend Lauren while you're at it. <laughs> uh, it's not going very well with the people's lives being better <coughs> to our show, is it? Well, look, if it makes one person's life better, then it's a success. And, and it that does. person is me. So, you're fine. And another one as well. I've Ooh. been listening to your show for a long time now, and I can say that from the time I first had a text read out on your show, my life has improved immeasurably. Thanks oh, yeah. from Sep. Oh, Named blatter. after a mushroom. Maybe it's Sep Blatter. Okay, maybe, yeah. I do, well, I'm not a big fan of Sep Blatter. Well, unless he listens to the... Unless he listens, unless it is Sep Blatter. Hi, Sep! I'm a big fan of Sep Blatter. Yeah, please, can you let us have a job with FIFA, please? <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could host the World Cup. And you have been, um... You could be like the Anton Deck of football. <laughs> <laughs> Fordy speaks the truth, this anonymous text says. Ugh. Ua Woolley and the Bruins are part of growing up in Scotland. Absolutely. Woolley regularly got up to capers with his pals, Fat Boab. <laughs> and, That's just me. And Wee Eck. Not forgetting his mouse. Can you remember what the mouse was called? Miss! (laughs) Jimmy! (laughs) The Bruins' adventures mainly revolved around long-winded misunderstandings on the part of their children, leading the whole family to get into awkward and sometimes amusing situations. Miz do a very good spoof of the Bruins, but with it being Gordon Bruin. 
Oh, and nice. The cabinet bin, his little family. It's very good. So this song, um, a couple of weeks ago, we played the Leisure Society, The Last of the Melting Snow, which was their Christmas double A side, and this is the other side. Um, this is also lovely. It's phenomenal. Lovely piece of music. This is called A Short Weekend Begins With The Longing. Got to go a long way to uh, beat that, haven't you? Oh, it's amazing. The Leisure Society. Is, oh, I've had that in the car. It's beautiful. I drove through Matlock with Sherlock oh, listening lovely. to that, just through the scenery of Dead Man's Shoes, listening mm. to that sort of music. I got, my, I got my dad Dead Man's Shoes for Christmas. Oh, it's such a good film, isn't it? It is. It is. We've um, got to go and see The Leisure Society, man. Yeah, let's do it. It'll be such a good night, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... We've had people, you know, what do you remember? You've sparked people off yeah, with your good. list of your favourite things from 2000. Yeah. I've been favorite racking my brains foods. for my favourite food from 2008. What about Man of the Year? See, I was going to go for Obama, but then I did a, I did a different top three. Oh, you've gone for an actual Man of the Year. <laughs> yeah. Man of the Year in your life, but like a Time magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I proper Man of the Year. Lee Camp, the Forest goalie, for saving the penalty <laughs> against Derby in the 93rd minute. I had Carl Froch. Knott's Blood, world champion, and... Uh, and mate of yours. And I sort of gave Gordon Brown a wild card entry. Because yep. he's had a pretty good year, hasn't he? So. There, is, there, there will be a 40 files this week, will there? There certainly will be. I've got the research right here, my old friend. Right, do you want to tease people about what it's about? It's topical. Okay. But it's topical at this time every year. Oh. Basically, it's about New Year's It's about Eve. December the 28th. Uh, sort of. December... It's about... New Year's Eve. Okay, 40 files on New Year's Eve after the news at 12.30. We have another piece of work to do, which is the, the 40 weigh-in. Now, yeah. as discussed earlier, you were you were 106 kilos, down to just over 100. Yeah. Um, and this was all so that you could put those six kilos back on at Christmas. And I can't <laughs> get my belt off, so just add on whatever the weight of a belt is. Can't get your belt off. Couple of kilos. Couple of kilos. A couple of kilos. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big belt. So we'll weigh you in just to see if it's been worth it. And then I think we might have to drop this, because I'm getting tired of being called a bully and a fattest. People hey, saying hey, I'm hey, fattest. Hey. Adam Hudson, down at the scales. Dead on a hundred. Dead on a hundred. It's not bad, is it? That is incredible. Like no Christmas weight gain week. over Christmas. Christmas week. Have you done any exercise? None at all. How have you managed that? It'd be what Carl says, though. It'd be dehydration, wouldn't it, because you've drunk a lot, so you've got no water in your system. Oh, I make Carl Froch. No, yeah, no, Carl Ellis, your fitness guru. Oh, hey, our yeah. video of the week. I did a little. Um, I did a little bit of googling yeah. um, to find out um, whether Carl's name was spelled with a K or a C, so yeah. we could spend him, send him a little bit of a show of our gratitude for yeah. his work on the show, and uh, stumbled across a little YouTube video, with a him little on sort it. of Rocky montage of Carl doing some exercise. He does. He sort of... My word, he looks massive. He stands on his hands. He does a handstand against the wall and then does a push-up, like lowers his head to the... It looks incredible. God, so this be all you can that's be. our video oh of the week. God. If you want to go to the Six Music website... Look at the... Um, I mean, he's big. <laughs> you see him in the studio, he's big, isn't he? There's those burpees you taught me. That's you're getting, you're getting oh, quite aroused for it. Anyway, that's our video of the week. Check that out. Well done to Fordy for Cheers, not uh, putting on any weight over Christmas. And that means you could be down at 15 stone... By the end of next year. By the end of next week. Um, after this, some James Yule. It's This Week Love by James Yule. It's John Richardson with Matt Ford on Six Music. Still plenty to come today. Uh, one o'clock, we hand over to the Music Week. We've got a year in the lives of Twisted Wheel and Noah and the Whale. Huey Morgan's got Alabama 3. Steve Ooh. Merchant's got a highlight show of the best Steve Merchant moments from 2008. We McCone's could get all that. Freaked out. Could be. That was the problem. 
Uh, probably. I think we could. Yeah, most of it would be the music as well. <laughs> Never mind. Um, people have nominated my favourite food moments. I don't even have to think anymore on this mate. show. People just do my work for me. Hello, yep. John. Wouldn't the best food of 2008 for you be the battered Turkish delight you had in Edinburgh? Oh, yes. I think it probably would. Just personally, I think it tastes like soap, but whoever rocks your boat. Yeah, well, the battered asparagus was lovely as well. Oh, it? it was, wasn't it? Wasn't that just delicious? Mm, yeah. clamshells on the Royal Mile. Um, John in Cardiff, brackets, yes, it does have a very nice train station. Um, just letting you know that in my house, Christmas dinner is simply something that we all must endure in order to get to the real meat of the gods, turkey, chips and gravy on Boxing Day. Ah, thank you. <laughs> That's what he ends his email with. Ah, thank you. Turkey, chips and gravy. Do you watch Morecambe and Wise? I always preferred the two Ronnies. Did Still you? Do, yeah. I watched the Morecambe and Wise 1971 Christmas special and I tried to work out what was wrong with the world that stuff like that doesn't get made anymore. It's just good, nice, funny, funny for everyone. Wholesome family entertainment. It's not, well, that's become a cliche now that just means naff, like the generation game, just a bit naff and it's Animals of its time. But Morecambe and Wise was just funny. They had guests on, they treated him respect. There was none of this Friday Night Project hidden camera pie in the face push down a well full of lions. <laughs> oh, look, there's Danny Minogue getting eaten by a bear. Woo! You know, it was just... The, the jokes were funny because you knew they respected the people they had on. And you just thought, there's no reason this shouldn't still work now. And at the end, just the Morecambe and Wise show was written by Eddie Braeburn. Bang! Acknowledge the writers. None of this program associates nonsense. The writer, he wrote it. Fine, we'll all move on. We're all better people for it. Well... What's, d- 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 let's write one. I can play the piano, so we can add in musical stuff as well. The Rico and Fordy Christmas special. Bonanza. We'll do sketches, we'll push Shirley Batty down the stairs. We could slap, we could happily slap people and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) But but we'll get Carl Froch on, you know, we could do a spa for charity. Yeah. And we could get the Leisure Society on to do some music and Stuart Pearce and... It's the first proper... I mean, I've had old man moments, but that was... uh, Very rarely are they sort of, ooh, I'll tell you what I miss. And I miss an era that I wasn't even alive for. It was, oh, things were better in the 70s, Ah, weren't they? That's the thing, isn't it? Because you forget the bad things of the 70s. I wasn't even as I got. Mass unemployment. Well, <laughs> look out next year. Well, it happens pretty the church is going to sort it out, though. The Anglican bishops are wading in. Don't um, bash the bishops, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for some Elvis Costello. Atchina detectives. Can you sing a bit of Elvis Costello just to make me look like? There we go. Can I look? Yeah. <laughs> One all. <laughs> Watching the detectives by Elvis Costello. Atchina detectives. Deal. That's it. There's a little like, extra chorus there. That's, that was the that was the session version, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? Shall I play this? BBC Six Music. <laughs> it's the John Sessions. I'm joined now by Elvis Costello, who's going to do his hit watch uh, the detectives. How much you need to dig deals? Cause they're catching all the cappers. We'll dedicate that to Jonathan Creek, who's back on our screens this Christmas. Mm. It's an odd decision, isn't it? Well. When in times Good of need, point. in that times of fair. need, desperate measures are often sought. Yeah, but it wasn't Wallace and Gromit great. I didn't see it. Top top class. I tell you what, I didn't like the royal family Christmas. Special. You didn't what? I thought it was poor. It was quality. Mm, I thought it was rubbish. No way, no way. I thought you they could... made stereotypes of all the characters. I thought Jim was just vicious without being funny. I thought but his wife Christmas. was foppish That's what he would have been like at Christmas. Dave and Denise were just cartoon characters. They were total oh, idiots. Mate, what is this? Who it's carves funny. a frozen turkey with a chainsaw? Who doesn't? Me. 
and no, everyone mate, else in the there world. Were other people, it wasn't really changed. Even if they did that on Mickey Mouse, people would go, oh, yeah, it's a bit far fetched, this, isn't it? A bit far fetched. I mean, real <laughs> human beings. It's comedy, John. It made me uncomfortable. It made me. I was watching it naked with my family, but so that <laughs> could have been that. But it was just. It was a bit. Oh, no, oh, don't. And I watched it. the whole thing thinking they'll get this round and there'll be a lovely moment. There wasn't. It just ended. I, I was watched like, it with my mum and we enjoyed it. I I hey, it I'm not. I'm not saying you shouldn't have enjoyed. If you Barbera, enjoyed it, I thought that was lovely. I thought Tom Courtney stole the show. Yeah, but you can't. That's not enough to maintain a. Uh, uh, the best night I had at Christmas, one of them, was probably... Me and my family went to uh, Belgium last year, oh. so I bought in Bruges, and we got some frites and some uh. Belgian beer. We had a little Belgian night. Oh, and the uh, Belgian cottage. truffles, Belgian chocolate. We didn't have any Belgian truffles, oh. but it was lovely. Belgian lager, nice. that's good stuff, isn't oi, it? Oi, oi, yeah. Um, this is my favourite story from today's news. It's called My Fish Lived Out of Water. How long do you reckon this fish lived out of its waterfall. What sort of fish was it? Goldfish, mate. Goldfish. Uh, Called ginger. Minutes. Minutes? You'd have assumed, wouldn't you, Cordy? That's what I thought. The logic, the laws of nature. Ginger the goldfish was back in his element. (laughs) Funny old the Sunday people. Um, The kettle did it. Ginger the goldfish was back in his element yesterday after 13 hours... Out of oh, water. remarkable. What? I mean, the the natural world. Um, what was he in then? Coke? Barbara Woodford, Coke, 61, Coke. found the bowl empty and no sign of her pet before she left for work. She, she didn't score it around, she went to work. When she returned to her home in Hucklecut, Gloucestershire, she found him alive and well on the floor behind the sideboard. She believes he flipped his way to freedom. Vet Gavin Gurnall of Colford said, It's amazing, he should have lasted no more than ten minutes. 13 hours. It's astonishing. So was it quite damp down there then, or what? I mean, like, I you can only assume, Matt. You can only assume. Wow. But, um, yeah, that's the that's the wonders of nature, such as it is. But th- that shouldn't be seen as an encouragement to try and set a new world record by no. taking it, leave your fish in its water where it's happiest. Um, but it's just preamble. It's now time for the actual Six Music News at 12.30. Well, there's a blast from the past, and no mistake, Beastie Boys. Blast to the present for me. I've never heard it. You must have heard that. No, honestly not. Honestly not. Not even on a little montage or Why would I lie? Why would I lie about that, though? Why? I don't I'm, know. That's why it amazes me. Why are you lying about something so heard, stupid? I just never heard it. I just never heard it. Don't need to lie to me. Mate, I, I didn't... I, I, it's not the... I'd never heard it before. Well, I, I know it. you've heard the next song, because we've played it before. What is it? Barbara. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, a bit of Franz Ferdinand. We've had an email from someone that we haven't heard from for... I Time! Maybe like a year or something like that. Oh, used to be a regular part of the show with his long-winded anecdotes about yeah. his world travels. Over! And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's back on. Pedro... Ped- <laughs> oh, you've got... <laughs> Go on. Pedro Greggs. Pedro... Juan Bancos Gringos. What Long-time man. listeners from the show will remember, but no one... Maybe he's back. He sent us in another anecdote about Call his it. travels. Hello, John and Fordo. I went to New York this year to buy... I'm not going to do the voice. I went to New York this year to buy Christmas presents for all of my friends and family, he Good says. Man. The shopping in New York is amazing. You can buy anything from diamond necklaces to glass bowling balls that contain replica heads of famous people such as Elvis Presley and Sarah Palin. But elaborate gifts cost too much money, so for my friend Steve, I have bought a genuine New York hot dog with mustard and ketchup. I know that Steve has a microwave at home, so on Christmas Day he could 
could reheat the hot dog and recreate the magic. For my wife, I took a picture of myself standing next to a real-life New York cop. I used my computer to put a speech bubble above the cop that says, Hey you, buy me a donut or I will arrest you. And then I put a speech bubble next to me that says, No way, fatty. Why don't you go home to your husband, George W. Bush, and make a sandwich instead? She loved it. New York is not at all what I expected. There are no eagles, and I was very disappointed to find that there isn't a Ghostbusters or a Godzilla museum. Did you know that US President Abraham Lincoln always wore a top hat in the hope that it might help him survive an attempt on his life? He thought that by wearing such a big hat, the assassin would have more chance of shooting the hat than his head. It's a shame that when he was eventually assassinated, he was shot in the chest. Bye for now, Pedro Juan Buancos Guingos. Wow. That's a long email. That's a legend, eh? He's been away for ages. And we, we tried to work out who he was, and then we didn't, and then he's back again. Just comes back just at the point when we, you thought we'd forgotten about who him. Who do we know that's been away for the last year who's suddenly back? Blair! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he does listen! I knew he was! I knew he was! <laughs> Tell people what's coming up after Ulysses by Franz Ferdinand. The 40 Files, an end-of-year special. That's Ulysses by Franz Ferdinand. Next man in, Ian Dickinson of Salford. Morning, Ian. Hi, good morning, and good morning, Britain. Oh! Six music. The 40 Files. This week's 40 Files, the last one of 2008, deals with, because we're coming up to New Year's Eve, I thought it'd be interesting to look into um, the year, uh, and not the highlights of the year, but the way the year is structured, and why on the 31st of December every year we decide to get all emotional, and why we see it as such a big deal. Now, um, the way the... Uh, humans used to order their time in the olden days. <laughs> the <used> humans. To, <laughs> our ancestors used to uh, base our calendar around the moon to, um, what, you know, all that sort of nonsense. <laughs> <It's> well researched <laughs> this week, isn't it? Called the lunar calendar. Now, uh, the, the one we use at the moment is called the Gregorian calendar. It's the most widely used calendar in the world and was first proposed by the Calabrian doctor Aloysius Lilius and decreed by Pope Gregory, hence it being called uh, the Gregorian, on the 25th of February, 1582. So, it's... it's Something anniversary next year. <laughs> <laughs> it was in 1582. Yeah, so what it did... And it's, it's something anniversary next year. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to... What is that? Uh, well, that'll be... Five, 427 years old? Six. 500. Seven. Seven. Yeah, 527 years old next year. What it did is basically... That'll Christian be a big year. Put that in your calendars. Your Gregorian <coughs> calendars. Because of the way, because leap years, well, it was basically set up to make sure that uh, we had a date and time for God's birthday, uh, so that's where you get BC uh, before Christ and Anno Domini uh, for after that, um, and to get Easter, so that the moon was at a certain place at Easter, right? So, uh, I'm going to have to play a noise. This is boring, isn't no, it? No, it's not. This is, this is hard. Look at all this research I've done. Look, look at all this papers. What shall I press? <clears throat> so basically, what I'm saying is, right, you can count time however you like. You can name it what... It's better, and it? It's already better. I tried to let you have this one. I wasn't going to press any you buttons. You can order time uh, however you like. You blew it, mate. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> what, what my point is, I was going to end with... Give my love to your mother. <laughs> I was going to end with... End with... I was going to end with... <laughs> a message... <laughs> You know, a sort of point to all this sort of thing, because 
in this secular world, people struggle for guidance. My whole point was, look, there are different ways of compartmentalising the year, the month, the week. Go out on New Year's Eve and enjoy yourself, right? Uh, the sorry sight on New Year's Eve is people staring into the bottom of pints of carling on pub steps, God midnight, wondering where their year's gone. It's the worst night of the year to do a self-assessment. If you're going to pick a time, and there's nothing wrong with assessing your life and saying, where am I at? Where do I want to go? Am I, am I in the right job? Should I get a job? Or whatever the thing is. Do it in the summer. Do it on July the 31st instead. Go out for a barbecue with some mates, all sit around with some lagers and some meat, and just say, what are we doing, guys? Or maybe every month, just think, what, what, you know, what should I do? So what I'm saying is, if you've got any worry, get it out of the way now, before New Year's Eve. Decide what you're going to do about it. You know, should you go to university? Should you get a new job? Whatever you're going to do to get your life on track. So on New Year's Eve, you can go out and just enjoy yourself. Because, frankly, it's just another evening. That's full really time. Mean, That's full time. I, I disagree. sabotage big time. <laughs> I say assess your life at the lowest ebb and you'll be harshest on yourself and you'll but make the most decisions. On a freezing cold night, out of your face. Exactly. That's how... Who's going to make any decisions after a barbecue in the summer? Like, what's wrong with my life? Nothing. I just had a smashing lamb cutlet. You do well, it now. Well, there's probably nothing wrong with the people who are going to end up crying this New Year's Eve. <laughs> right? Probably. I think so. Hey! It's about time we told people what was happening on New Year's Eve on Six Music, because I can't remember if we've already done it twice today. I didn't know you were at the live recording of that. I think I, I heard your the, voice towards it. Yeah, I was it, there live, yeah. I was everything but the girl, of course. When mm. do you reckon that was? You were pretty good before. 19. Yes. 90. Yes. Just one more number to get. I've got I know, three you've four, practically really. done it all. You've done the easy part. Eight. No. Football, I think football tournament. Six. Yes. And it was, uh, hey, that was a TV session. That was uh, for oh. live on later. So, um, there you go, 1996, smashing year. When and, football uh, came home. You are right, of course, about New Year in what you say. Yeah, you know what Shouldn't I mean? Shouldn't get too maudlin. Enjoy it. Have a good night out, because everyone's out. D well, I, my advice, don't go out. That's the mistake people made, because it feels like whole cities are building towards a moment, and then it's bound to be an anticlimax. Spend it with friends. Ah, uh, yeah, you still got to spend it with friends. Just don't yeah. sit spend on your own Spend it with friends, moping. get some good board games, have a nice meal, play oh, some yeah. silly games, and Tons when you're tired... of booze. Well, nipples. <laughs> when you're tired, go to bed. Give everyone a hug and a kiss. Don't be the first one to bed, because you'll get shaved. I used to just do it half eleven I was tired. I ain't waiting around for midnight. and just say, hey, have a good New Year. <laughs> Off I'd pop. I'm think, quite aggressive with my New Year messages. Now then. I think last New Year's Eve, me and Sean, our mate Craig fell asleep on our sofa downstairs. Um, I think he got daubed with permanent markers. <laughs> we wrote words across his forehead and on his trainers. And I, my particularly devilish thing was to get <laughs> some warm water and spray it over his crotch area so that when he woke up on our sofa <laughs> he'd think that he'd wet himself and get out quickly without looking Did in the mirror. Did you bother to actually heat the water? Oh, no, just used it from the warm tap and then a bit of the cold <laughs> tap, so that I wouldn't wake him. Uh, and then he left the house in the morning with certain words written on his head and popped to get a uh, paper and some milk. <laughs> That's my favourite trick, is the old water. I think if you're going um, to do a prank, you've got to go for the water on the trousers. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, I've done the same mate three times. Just, you'd think you'd learn, wouldn't you? Is he still your mate? And he still wakes up angry. He's all like, oh. He's like, you know I'm going to do this. You absolutely know. It's part of the deal is sleeping in my bed, baby. <laughs> no, no, I don't, don't have people in the bed. But um, do have a good news. We've had a final tip-off on uh, Juan Bancos Gringos. Yeah. Uh, hello, John. I know who Pedro Juan Bancos Gringos is. He came to my work Christmas party. What? 
everybody noticed him because of his peculiar name on the guest list. He's a lovely bloke with a moustache. That's from wow. That's from Dirk Chester. How old is he? I want to know where's he from. Yeah, well, uh, perhaps perhaps there'll be more from uh, Juan Bancos Gringos in two thousand and nine. What are you looking forward to? This would be a nice way to end. Someone's end on a um, the sellout of the year. Um, Alan Hansen and Richard Hammond, they say, for the Morrison's adverts. Um, the gig you get offered if you are a celebrity who's been on the telly so much in recent months or years that everyone knows who you are and the majority of the public don't completely despise you yet. So, um, we've got some work to do before I... we get the big Morrison's gig. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be Greg's little album. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's not so much, uh... D&G taxes in Nottingham. <laughs> what a ride! <laughs> Is that your advert? <laughs> it might be now, I don't know. It's that time of year when Adam Hart-Davis starts getting on people's backs again, isn't it? Time yeah. is running out! Shut up, Adam Hart-Davis. So is the government's the money, timer. so make sure you send it in. So we've got a busy year next year, because we've got to write the... We've got to be the new Morecambe and Wise. That's right, we've got TV shows, films, Edinburgh. Lancaster and Wise Guy. Edinburgh? Are you doing Edinburgh next year? I don't know. Oh, come on, man. I don't know. I'll probably think about it about, you know, 11.59 on New Year's Eve. I'll get a bottle of port down That's what's going to send you over the edge. (laughs) I'll I'll make some pretty important career decisions. (laughs) It'll be a 2009 without Woolworths and without Adams. Who's next? It's time to reveal that this... The John Richardson show's gone into administration. Oh, man. We're going cheap. We'll probably be next, but uh, you can buy 4D. If you'd like 4D, he's a pound... (laughs) So, um, text in. These people, I mean, that's providing anyone wants to actually buy me, I guess. I mean, oh, there'd be lots of buyers, mate. A pound, purely on weight for money ratio. It's a bargain. They'd want to keep me alive, though, wouldn't they? You can't get, you know, 15 stone of anything for a quid these days. That's right. Um, would you like to say any thanks? I think we should thank everyone who's texted and emailed and listened, uh, yeah. even if they've only listened once. Yeah. It's a nice thank you, isn't a, it? A particular thanks to everyone who's recommended. And another thanks to Kane Seven Oaks for all those gifts. Which oh, they're quality. They are, man. They're f- We're going to end on a song. Shift. Having said, don't get all depressed and maudlin. If you are going to make some decisions, this is a fine song to reflect on life to. Um, we'll play it now so you don't have to listen to it on New Year's Eve. How's that? This Good is idea. from the uh, Into the Wild soundtrack by Eddie Vedder. And this song is called... Do you want to not pull that face? This is just going to be some tragic car crash of a song, isn't it? It's a wonderful song. Like moping around because the world's bad. We used to end on a song with a big intro, and I think now we're just going to end on a song that makes everyone sit down for three hours and think about a few things. Oh, my word. Right, here we go. You'll come to around about the time Stephen Merchant comes on. This is Society by Eddie Vedder. Have a wonderful (laughs) New Year's Eve, and we will see you in 2009. BBC Six. Music.